Welcome to a new episode of Ideas on Trial. I'm your host, Ricardo Pinto, and I have with me my co-host, Leopold Ajame. How far are you willing to go to pursue your dreams? I ask this because I'm sure that whatever dream, hopes, career, or projects you're doing right now, you must have factored in, in some form or another, this idea of a worst-case scenario. We were all taught about that. And if you think about it, it makes sense to have a backup plan. After all, you don't want to be caught up by surprise. But I think the need to think in these terms about a worst-case scenario is often fueled by our undisputed idea today. And it's this, that failure is a learning opportunity. Read the life of any athlete, TV personality, anyone who was able to achieve success, and you will find a common recurring narrative, which is, I failed over and over, and that's how I was able to learn anything at all. Now, there is something good about this idea, but Leopold and I cannot stay still and take it at face value. So we want to discuss it today and see what makes sense about it, why it resonates, and if there are any problems around it. So, hello, Leopold. How are you? Hello, Ricardo. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So failure is our topic today. And I want to know whether you found this idea in your life, in the industry you've been working, because I guess you've heard it from not only businessmen, but from people in the creative industry. So what is your experience with this idea of failure? Um, well, I guess uh, you hear it everywhere and you experience it every day. Regardless the industry you're working with, I mean, we know it from ourselves at Novel Philosophy Academy, we're kind of failing every day, right? <laughs> we try things and we fail. We do this workshop and it's not that good. Then we fix it. Then we learn from it. So failure seems a natural process of, of life as such. So I don't think there's anything undisputed about this. I mean... It, It's something you can experience every day and in in any realm, whether in your relationship or business or friendship or you name it. So if you look at it from a from a macro perspective, I think yeah, failure is a is a natural state. And you know, recently I've been spending some time watching Netflix documentaries <laughs> just before I yeah. sleep. And, you know, the last one I watched was uh, from Schumacher, the, the documentary about Schumacher. It's it's fantastic. I, I really cried by the end of it. But you see it. Here's a man who built his own legend by failing so many times. So what are we doing here? I mean, <laughs> why are we putting this whole idea on trial? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to qualify or at least put in my terms something you said that failure is a natural state i i'm not sure i i would say that empirically as a matter of fact we can all expect to fail because yeah. knowledge and any skill we want to develop we need to 
make an effort to realize. And it is to be expected that you will not be able to accomplish your best product from a first try. Usually it will take you steps and you will commit mistakes during those steps to realize your vision. And it's a vision that is on the works, right? Because mm. you can achieve some level of, let's call it perfection, on a minor scale than you would otherwise do in 20 years from now, right? So there is a an aspect of, of life that, in a sense, makes failure common and, and something unavoidable in some cases. Yeah, but here you raise something interesting, which is I can sense that there is in your mind a distinction between failure and mistakes, right? Yeah. And I would agree to that. I mean, how would you put it? How would you put the distinction between failure and mistakes? Because not all mistakes are a failure and not all failure are in your power. So that's the first point I, I wanted us to discuss today, which is strictly speaking, this idea that failure is a learning process is not true. Mm. Or to put it in other terms, not all failure demands a change of plan. Yeah. Not all failure demands a revision. And this is what I have in mind. You can accomplish your best project in a perfect way, with your best knowledge, with your best effort, and still fail due to external circumstances. Like, for example, you've created a business, you have a great idea, you found the resources to do it, and your performance was excellent. But you go bankrupt due to an economic crisis. Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a failure, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you will correct your actions. Certainly, yeah. you will have into account the fact that I'm not going to create a business or this kind of business during a pandemic. But yeah. your execution of the plan was perfect. There's nothing to change in it. You just need to find better conditions to do it. Yeah, an athlete might be failing at breaking his own record, a runner, let's say. But that doesn't mean he's making a mistake. You know, maybe he's going every day and that's why he's training. But here it raises something interesting that failure is only a means to an end. So you, you, you don't live for failure. You don't work so you can fail, right? So failure, that's what I meant. It's, it's part of the process. Failure is part of the process in order to achieve success, whether breaking your record or making your business work or making this relationship work. So that, that's how I saw it as a, as a process. Before I say something about that, I want to raise a distinction here, which is worth making between failure and mistakes. Because mm -hmm. when you commit mistakes, which are usually linked to failure, but not all the time, that does demand a revision of your plan. Yes. In yes. both cases, in failure and in mistakes, you become self-aware of what happened. It's not as if yeah, you don't pay there's attention. There's work to be done. 
yeah, there's work to be done in both. But when you commit a mistake, that needs more thinking of your original design. For example, a failure in hiring a person would be that you had all the knowledge to think that that person was qualified for the job, but she didn't live up to it. She demonstrated to be someone else. Now, a mistake in that kind of examples would be whether you were asking for something that wasn't needed for your job, whether the standards and the qualifications you were looking for were not the most adequate for yeah. the job, the position you were seeking. In that case, Please. you need to revise, okay, what am, am I demanding of this job and of myself? And yeah. that would be a mistake. Ricardo, you know what? Let me rock the boat a little bit. If I want to be the devil advocate and sit, you know, and just imagine what our listeners would be thinking, it might seem to me that, you know, we're playing with words. It's a linguistic distinction. We're playing around, you know, and what's in it for them even to know about the difference between failure and mistake? They already know it. It's out there in the culture. Everybody talks about it. So I want to rock the boat and I want to ask you a question that is more concerned with our interest, which is philosophy, and ask you, what does failure mean from a philosophical perspective? What's the importance of failure philosophically? What power does failure have on our life? Because mm. I want to steal this boat to look at failure from an angle that we don't see or we don't, yeah, we don't hear usually in the culture. Makes sense? Yes, although I want to challenge the question. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I don't think there is an universal meaning of failure. Okay. And in fact, I don't think that failure is in itself good or bad, or that you will learn anything at all about your failing. In order to outgrow your failure, you need to discover the causes that caused that mistake. Right. And in that case, yeah. you learn something. But if you don't exert the effort to discover that, then you will keep failing and you will keep committing mistakes. So yeah. I, I don't think that failure in itself has any value. Now, it is true that if you look at your past history, you will probably find failure, say, in, in a divorce or in a marriage that didn't work but here's the thing i don't think that even though you can say that the failure was a, an instructive experience for you and that it, it helped you become the person you are now more mature stronger right mm. i don't think you should ever rewrite the past as if it were good for you as if it were better than it actually yeah. was. So if you were married to an, ab an abusive husband, yes, you can say that that experience was the foil, was the background, which allowed you to form your current views and standards about love and marriage. And you're now a, a strong woman, in part due to your reflection about that experience. Mm -hmm. And you should embrace that. it. It's part of your, of your story. It's part of who you are. 
And there is no point in denying that. Yeah. In fact, you should give yourself empathy for that situation. But you never come and say, that was good for me. And say, I'm grateful for having gone through that. No, it was an awful experience. It was horrible. And it would have been better to not live it at all. I love this example, Ricardo. So here, I think there's this kind of tension when we have a terrible experience uh, of failure and, and the way we reflect on it can affect our view of ourselves and of our life. The way you're putting it is very interesting. Failure as such is not something to celebrate. What you celebrate is the fact that you were able to overcome the failure. Right. Uh, and you wouldn't wish that yeah. your husband were, you know, like, I'm glad my husband were abusive. Look what I am now. No, but since it happened, you accept the fact and you overcome it. And then you have a story to tell that can inspire others. You know, this, this reminds me of a story of mine, because I think that's the crux of the whole issue, which is the importance of not failing as a person as a human being, like you can fail at what you do, but try not to fail at who you are. And to illustrate that, I, I remember that I actually failed miserably when I discovered once that my best friend, who was also my partner in, in my company, the company I founded, is actually not my friend because he was for, the, for, for four years stealing from the company. And he's been plotting yeah. to kick me out of my own company. Now, I failed because <laughs> I didn't see that he's a dishonest person. Now I know that I failed because I tried actually to keep our friendship. So I was seeing that something is going wrong. But I kept trying to save our friendship despite the knowledge that he is a dishonest person. Now... And this is similar to, to, to your example. Like, can you imagine what will that do to your view of business and of partnership and of friendship and of life as such? It can be destructive. And I guess this is what we're raising the alarm for because the way I reflected on it is that here's a man who actually betrayed himself. Here's a man who faked yeah. reality in business and in personal life. And my failure to see that about him is a, is a mistake. Uh, and definitely it became an important lesson in my life. But I didn't let either his betrayal nor my failure to scar my view of existence and my view of myself and to destroy my view of friendship. So imagine if I, if I came out out of this experience and I said, you know, I don't care about friendship. There's no friendship out there. I will never partner with yeah. anyone in my life. Now, his failure and my failure would have affected everything in my life. It would have destroyed me as a person. And I think that's the whole idea that you can fail at what you do. You can fail in your choices and actions. You can fail in your you know, decision making. It's part of what makes us human. That's normal. But try not to fail as a person, not to betray your values, not to betray your principles. And I think that's that's yeah. the important part. So there are two issues here. On 
the aspect of your experience, right? I, I'm sure that you don't think about it as some an experience you prize, that you cherish, simply because no. it helped you learn something. <laughs> it was awful. And yeah. the way I think about it, to think otherwise, to think that this was good for you, is a form of metaphysical masochism. <laughs> and <laughs> That's <yeah>. nice. <laughs> and if you hold it as such, you instill... And this is the problem. You still the view that life or what is important in life is suffering, is malevolence, and yeah. that this is a necessary step to your personal character development. And I don't think that's true. Because as we, as we said, it is not from the failure or the mistake as such that we learn, but from our overcoming it. From Absolutely. the positive, from the good, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, because uh, Ricardo, this will affect your self-esteem. If you let suffering and bad experiences take over, then you won't look at yourself as a capable person. And capable, um, I mean here again from a metaphysical an angle, capable of living, not just capable of doing the work, right? Capable of living and worthy of living. Yeah. Else your failure as a person would be too heavy to carry and life will become unbearable. And, and I always had this idea that I love the fact that I exist. I love the fact that people who, whom I love and respect exist. I love the fact that there are people out there that can inspire us. And, you know, I remembered something that we also discussed uh, in preparation, the story of Lance Armstrong. I mean, think about this man. He's an exemplar now of, of a man who betrayed himself, right? But again, to give the benefit of the doubt, he, it, that doesn't mean that he's finished. It's true that he destroyed this view of himself because the stakes were very high, right? Because he was a legend, a hero. But there's always a way to correct that. You know. So sorry, the context was that he consumed uh, drugs, right? Yeah, yeah. So Lance, you know, used to be a, a, a legendary cyclist, and then we discovered that he's been uh, doping all along. And okay. it, it it's a terrible it's a terrible example because he he's a man who betrayed himself. And again, just to make it clear, I don't want to condemn him. Just to, <laughs> I want to make that clear. I don't want to condemn him anyway. But I think it's a, it, it gives us a good example of what it means to betray your principles, to fail at living up to your principles, as opposed and to failing at winning the championship, for example. Yeah, and think about the difference between Lance Armstrong and someone like Michael Jordan. I, I, I don't know any specifics about his life. But I know that he failed and failed and failed, and that's something he says every time. But his failure at gaining results, his initial failures, never were a reflection of a character flaw. Yeah. In fact, the opposite. He always pursued and maintained his excellence, yeah. in, even in the face of failure. And I had a quote here of someone with a similar story, which is Lou Gehrig, whose manager once said that he made, quote, every mistake it was possible for a ball player to make, but he never made them more than once, 
unquote. Mm. And I think there is something to learn here. And it's this. Well, I started the conversation saying that failure is not always a demonstration of a character flaw, but it can be the consequence of an external circumstance, like an economic crisis, like a lack of knowledge. But what will always remain in your power, always, is the control you have over your mind, over your principles, your standards, your yeah. excellence of character. And that's, that's a distinction that I think is often blurred in the, well, in what I was initially thinking as the cult of failure. Mm -hmm. Because the knowledge that you can fail, that failure is a possibility, should not imply that you will rejoice in committing mistakes, that you will rejoice in betraying your character. It's the opposite. Because you know you can fail, you should keep your standards high, your excellence in performance in a high place. It should never be an excuse. The cult of failure should never be an excuse to commit treason to your life and values. Yeah, so I guess what we're trying to say is that Again, failure is part of the process, but we shouldn't we shouldn't celebrate it as such. I mean, we can celebrate it in the sense that you can fail at what you do. You can fail at at shooting the ball. You can fail at whatever. Right, and and that's something to study. Yeah, it's something to study, uh, and it's something that involves work, so you can correct it. But it shouldn't become this whole promotion of failure shouldn't become the the most important thing worth celebrating, right? And if we go back to the fundamentals, there's a big difference between failing and living and succeeding in living. I, 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 just a quick quick example. I was watching an interview with the the actor James Pader. And he said something beautiful. The, the interviewer asked him, like, why did you choose to do this series, Blacklist? And he said, well, the main reason is for the money so I can pay for my life. And I was like, wow, like that's a beautiful way of putting it. So I can pay for my life. Uh, so, so I love the way he angled it. Like his focus is not so I can buy things or whatever. No, no, no. So I can pay for my life. And from the same angle, I think what I'm what I'm trying to, to go at is don't let failure be the most important thing in your life. I think the goal of living is to succeed at living, at least, whether psychologically or, or philosophically. Because a total failure from that perspective would be like living dead. You'd be breathing, but not really living. Right. And I think from my end, I, I can say that don't let failure destroy your animus and certainly destroy your standards and what you stand for. I know and have been saying this, that life isn't about suffering, isn't about what didn't happen or what could have been. But if faced with that situation, use it to, to cherish what's the most important thing in the world, which is your principles and who you are. Use it to nurture 
that self, that character, and not to, mm. you know, to elevate failure to a level of a cult. Ricardo, before we end the session, I want to just ask you quickly, because you use the term that people usually are very sensitive in using, and probably that's why we don't hear it much in the culture. You said which term? we should excellence, that we should oh. pursue excellence. And I love that. So can you can you make it more, can you clarify it? Like why, and I'm assuming that you're talking about moral excellence. Like why is yes. that, why is that crucial? And how we can promote moral excellence, I, I don't want to say versus, but in addition to, to the need of failing sometimes or making mistakes. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie to you folks. I mean it. I mean moral excellence or even moral perfection. <laughs> and it's mm. an idea that we eliminated from our outline because it will demand another episode. But what I mean is this, you are working towards your value. You're pursuing excellence whenever you're acting on your best knowledge. And when, whenever you are pursuing, you're acquiring the best knowledge within your scope. So when I mean excellence is not, you know, tapping the shoulder. I was a good Samaritan today. It I doesn't went to, mean fallibility. Yeah, I, it doesn't mean I succeeded at gaining everything that I proposed to myself. But essentially to pursue excellence in, in your action is I acted on my best conscious conviction and these are the results. This is what I learned. Let's pursue mm. more. And that's something that will always remain within your control and that will not be affected by any external circumstance. It's your free will. Yeah. that awesome. Actually, you inspired me for, for a new episode on integrity. That would be, that would be a good one. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys, um, thank you so much for listening to Ideas on Trial. I hope you enjoyed the session today. Feel free to write to us, whether on our website or social media, and let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts, um, whether you want to challenge the ideas we're putting forth. Just don't forget to share the, the episode with your friends and see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.